Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to season five, episode 11 of the Struggles of Life podcast. Find the struggles in the midst of your struggles, and I'm your host, Robert Claiborne. Okay, today, um, man, I feel like this, this is a special one we're starting. Um, this is a new series called Created with a Purpose. And this one right here, we're going to <clears throat> we're going to be in Genesis. Genesis, I want to say thirty-seven. We're starting in or thirty-eight. Let me see. Uh, but we're gonna we're going to walk through the story of Joseph. <clears throat> this this one is very special to me. Um, Man, it's, it helped me with my perspective of struggles. So we're going to do one incident at a time. And when I say incident, it's just a kind of lack of a better word to describe the events that, um, that we're covering. And the very first event was when his brothers... Joseph brothers threw him in the pit. <clears throat> so we're going to start from Genesis 37 and we're going to read up to the time when, when they threw Joseph in a pit. So um, as I said, this is a, uh, a new series and the goal is to help you understand the struggles of life that you go through to understand that for one, God have a reason and a purpose for it. He have a reason for it and a purpose is to grow and develop you where you are and also to to take you where he's trying to take you. All right, so um, let's go ahead and get started. Um, let me open up with a prayer real quick. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time and opportunity for us to come together in your name. We are in we are together in your name. I said we invite you in into the midst and and show us in the way that you want us to go spiritually, mentally, emotionally, so we can begin to in faith move physically, even when times get tough in our lives. And we will give you the honor, the and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so Genesis thirty seven, Joseph's dream. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. These are the family records of Jacob. At 17 years of age, Joseph tended sheep with his brothers. The young man was work the, the young man was working with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought a bad report about them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than his other sons because Joseph was a son born to him in his old age and he made a robe of many colors for him. When his when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not bring themselves to speak peacefully to them to him. Then Joseph had a dream. When he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. There, there we were, binding sheaves of grain in the field. Suddenly, my sheep stood up 
and your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. Are you really going to reign over us? His brothers asked him, are you really going to rule us? So they hated him even more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. Look, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun, moon, and 11 stars were bowing down to me. He told his father and brothers and his father rebuked him. What kind of dream is this that you have had? He said, am I and your mother and your brothers really going to come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept this matter in mind. Joseph sold into slavery. His brothers had gone to pasture their father's flocks at Shechem. Israel said, said to Joseph, your brothers, you know, are pasturing the flocks of Shechem at Shechem. Get ready. I'm sending you to them. I'm ready. Joseph replied, <clears throat> replied. Then Israel said to him, go and see how your brothers and the flocks are doing and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the Hebron Valley and he went to Shechem. A man found him there wandering in the field and asked him, what are you looking for? I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph said. Can you tell me where they are pastoring their flocks? They've moved on from here. The man said, I heard them say, let's go to, to, to do uh, Dotham. So Joseph set out after his brothers and found them at Dotham. They saw him in the distance and before he had reached, reached them, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, oh, look, here comes that dream expert. So now come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the pits. We can say that a vicious animal ate him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. Before we go any further, dreams, his own brothers. Obviously, they didn't like the dreams that he shared with them. And honestly, um, the way Joseph was, was describing his dreams and bringing it forth to them, sound like he was, you know, he was kind of like, Nan and boo boo in them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if y'all know anything about that. Nan and boo boo. Hey, don't judge me. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we used to do when we used to make fun or ha 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 like type of deal, right? Um, but dreams. First of all, be careful who you share your dreams with. Because you have some individuals, they will they they're jealous so they will speak death of your dream you have some individuals because they can't see the vision that you are sharing with them or because it seems impossible they're going to speak against it based on their limitations and their perspective they're going to say it's not possible do not do not allow that to don't do not allow your dreams to be killed listen if first of all god gave you the vision he gave you the dream not them so it's a reason why they can't see it being possible it's a reason why they think it's too big 
if God wanted them to know what the dream was or or the vision that that you have that came from God, he would have gave them the dream. He would have gave them the vision. So don't be surprised when individuals shoot it down, even if it's your brothers, even if it's your sister, your mother, your dad, even if it's your close friends, even, even the individuals that you grew up with because it's like you feel like they're supposed to support you. No, not. They don't may not necessarily trying to kill your dream intentionally, but ultimately that what that's what happens. Understand God gave you the dream. He has given you the vision based on his plans for your life and, and his purpose for your life, what he have called you to do. So that's a you and God thing. So don't be discouraged if you mess around and share your dream to the wrong person. Let someone in on your vision. And they do not co-sign it. First of all, we should be searching outside of ourselves and what us and God have to get validation from someone else, to get confirmation from someone else. No, he gave it to us. It's our job to manifest it. All right. So if your dream been killed before, allow this. What we just covered and what I'm saying, allow that. For you to believe again. To share in the dream and vision that God has given you. Because it's the plan and purpose for the life. Why you are here. The reason why you're here. So believe again. And faith. Act on it. Knowing that it's possible. But you can't do it without God. Alright. So. When Reuben heard this, he tried to save him from them. Now, I'm going to say this also. Um, go back. Um, go back um, a few chapters. Go back a few chapters. So you'll understand. Because. Joseph had, I believe, 11 brothers. Joseph had 11 brothers and um, they were born from different women. All right. So if you go back, go back and read um, starting at Genesis 29, because Jacob, he left his father's household because Jacob and his mom tricked his brother Esau out of his blessing because Israel, Jacob's dad, um, Jacob's dad, he was on his deathbed and he couldn't, he didn't, you know, he didn't know the difference because I, I think it was something with his eyes too. He couldn't really see. So, you know, like it, they tricked him in a way, right? But you have to go back and, and, and read it. Um, and, to know more about that story, you have to go past Genesis 29. So, um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting all, I'm getting all off track. So Genesis 27, the stolen blessing, um, Isaac, which is also, uh, God changed his name to Israel. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could not see, he called his older son Esau and said to him, my son. And he answered, here I am, he said, look, I am old and do not know the day of my death. So now take your 
hunting gear, your quiver and bow, and go out in the field to hunt some game for me. Then make me a delicious meal that I love and bring it to me to eat so that I can bless you before I die. Now, Rebecca was listening to what Isaac said to his son Esau. So while Esau went to the field to hunt some game to bring in, Rebecca said to her son, Jacob, listen, I heard your father talking with your brother Esau. He said, bring me a game and make a delicious meal for me to eat so that I can bless you in the Lord's presence before I die. Now, my son, listen to me and do what I tell you. Go to the flock and bring me two choice young goats and I will make them into a delicious meal for your father, the kind he loves. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may bless you before he dies. Jacob answered Rebecca, his mother, look, my brother Esau is a hairy man, but I am a man with smooth skin. Suppose my father touches me, then I would be revealed to him as a deceiver and bring a curse rather than a blessing on myself. His mother said, his mother said to him, your curse be on me, my son, just obey me and go get them for me. So he went and got the goats and brought them to his mother and his mother made the delicious food his father's love then rebecca took the best clothes of of her older son esau which were in the house and had had her younger son jacob wear them she put the skins of the young goats on his hands and the smooth part of his neck then he then she handed the delicious food and the bread she had made to her son Jacob, when he came to his father, he said, my father, and he answered, here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob replied to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how did you ever find it so quickly, my son? Excuse me. He replied, because the Lord, your God, made it happen for me. And Isaac said to Jacob, please come closer so I can touch you, my son. Are you really my son Esau or not? So Jacob came closer to his father, Isaac. When he touched him, he said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him because his son, but because his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he blessed him. Again, he asked, are you really my son? And he replied, I am. Then he said, bring Bring it closer to me and let me eat some of my son's game so that I can bless you. Jacob brought it closer to him and he ate. He brought him wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, please come closer and kiss me, my son. So he came closer and kissed him. When Isaac smelled his clothes, he blessed him and said, "Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you from the dew of the sky and from the richness of the land and abundance of grain and new wine. My peoples serve you. May people serve you and nations bow and worship to you. Be master over your relatives. May your mother's son bow and worship to you. Those who curse you will be cursed and those who bless you will be blessed. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob and Jacob had left the presence of his father Isaac, his brother Esau arrived from his hunting and and also made some delicious food and brought to his father. He said to his father, let my let my father get up and eat some 
of his son's game so that you may be blessed. But his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am Esau, your firstborn. Isaac began to tremble uncontrollably. Who was it then? He said, Who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it all before you came, and I blessed him. And indeed, he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's word, he cried out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me too, my father. But he replied, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. So he said, Is he rightly named Jacob? For he was cheated me twice. He has cheated me twice. He took my birthright and look, now he has taken my blessing. Then, he's, then he asked, Haven't you saved a blessing for me? But Isaac answered Esau, Look, I have made him a master over you, have given him all of his relatives as his servants, and have sustained him with grain and new wine. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. And Esau wept loudly. And uh, his father Isaac answered him, Look, your dwelling place will be away from the richness of the land, away from the dew of the sky above. You will live by your sword, and you will serve your brother. But when you rebel, you will break his joke from your neck. So from there, Esau got mad. And so Jacob, he was afraid for his life. So he, so his mother sent them away to his relative's house. I want to say his uncle's house. And there, um, and there, that's when he, that's when he met uh, Rachel. So believe, so begin reading from Genesis 29. And then you'll learn, um, basically, um, you'll learn um, about his two wives, Rachel and um, Leah. How he worked and slaved for his wife Rachel for seven years and and um and his uncle tricked him and gave him Leah instead and he had to work an additional seven years to get his wife Rachel because he really, really loved Rachel. He loved Rachel from the very like for uh, love at first sight type of deal. So when we go back to <clears throat> so when we go back to uh Genesis 37, Reuben. Reuben is one that was born from Rachel. And so was Joseph. So he really loved those two. They was actually um, whole, uh, whole brothers. Um, they were, you know, br uh, brothers. Although they were all brothers, all 11 or 12, I think. Um, they were They were from the same mom. So I guess his other brothers from Leah and, you know, I think I think it was a servant involved that he had um, was one of his wives that he had kids by. Um, they were his stepbrothers, if you will. All right. So so that's the history behind that. Um, uh, and, you know, summarizing. Um, so, yeah, please go back and check that out so you can learn more about that. All right. So. Where were we? Uh, <clears throat> so when Ruben heard this. He tried to save him from them. He said, let's not take his life. Reuben also said to them, don't shed blood. Throw him into his pit, in this pit, into the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him, intending to rescue him from them and return him to his father. Right. Um, so that's his that's his brother, brother. Right. Um, 
when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped off Joseph's robe, the robe of many colors that he had on. Now, his dad made him that robe, and the robe means basically he would he would assume um, leadership over his brothers. Like, he would be next in line, um, you know, after his dad. So that's the first thing they stripped him of was the robe. Then they took him and threw him into the pit. The pit was empty without water. They sat down to eat a meal. And when they looked up, there was a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were, were carrying aromatic gum, balsam, and resin going down to Egypt. Ju uh, Judah said to his brothers, what do we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers brothers agreed. When when Midianite traders passed by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the pit and sold him for 20 pieces of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said, the boy is gone. What am I going to do? So they took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the robe into its blood. They, they sent the robe of many colors to their father and said, We found this. Examine it. Is it your son's robe or not? His father recognized it. It is my son's robe. He said, A vicious animal has devoured him. Joseph has been torn to pieces. Then, jo ja then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth around his waist, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will go down to Sheol to my son, mourning, and his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in, in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of the guards. <clears throat> So that's Genesis 37. So, so they threw, they was very descriptive. They threw Joseph in a pit. And it said that the pit was empty without water. It's the reason why it's a reason why in the text they are specific about this. They are descriptive about this and we'll learn later on. But this brings us to the title for today which is Sympathize for Others. We must, sympath we must be able to sympathize with others. All right, so when we are in struggles, it's the reason why we're there. That's why it's important for us to, to cling to God. For one, so, so we will have peace, the peace of Jesus Christ while we're in the storm while we're in the struggle and also so we'll have so we can get his wisdom 
what we are to do in the struggle. And also, so the Holy Spirit can guide us throughout the struggle. So it's things that we're supposed to learn while we're in the struggle. It, it helps our perspective and understanding that we must be in this situation. Whether it's something due to our decision that um, these are the consequences or just life is happening and we have no control of it, but we must go through it. One of the reasons why, because the struggles that we go through in life, we are to help others who's struggling in the same areas that we're struggling in. If you if you went if you were going through something in life and someone came to you someone came to you two people came to you one person they came to you like they see that you're going through it and you know <clears throat> you know they speak kind words they encourage you <clears throat> they encourage you and you know like they like you really needed that word right you receive that you appreciate that but then, too, there's another individual came through off of you encouraging words. Because they've been through what you've been through, they can really speak to your situation. Because they can relate. Yes, you appreciate the encouragement that you got from the other individual, and it was right on time. But this other, other individual like have history because they've been through what you've been through. Which one gonna hit different? Which one which one is going to really resonate with what you're going through? So when we're going through these struggles, God plan to God plan to use what we've been through to help individuals who's struggling in the same areas that we struggling in or struggled in because we can relate. We can sympathize with them and really speak to them in their situation and also help walk them throughout. Or look, this is what God did for me and it helped me where I was and it also helped me get through what I was going through. So we must be willing to sympathize, but if we're not willing, but we can't really sympathize with our brothers and sisters if we have, if we, we can, but it's different from when we've actually been through what that individual been through. So understand when we go through the struggles in life, yes, it's for our growth. Yes, it's for our development. And you will see like, you know, through the stories that, you know, the events that happened to Joseph, like everything he, everything he went through, it was, it was, obviously it was God's will for his life, but God was also preparing him for the palace of purpose of what I call it. God was preparing him for what, what he was going to need him to do when he turned 30 something years old, God had a plan and everything he went through, he had to go through it. But the very first thing that Joseph had to be able to do is sympathize with others. So that was the first trial he went through.
being thrown in a pit. It doesn't, doesn't say how long, but he was thrown in a pit and he had no water. So he had to go through that first because the responsibility that God was, it was going to entrust him with, it consisted of that very first incident because he can sympathize with individuals. Man, it's, it's powerful, but uh, we'll unfold more. And uh, so, yeah, uh, just be in attendance. We're going we, we gonna to run these joints back to back every week. Um, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to start recording. Um, I'm going to start recording these episodes um, in advance. So when the Saturdays come, when something come up, or, you know, something happened where I can't, I can't, you know, uh, do the, do the uh, podcast, they're already scheduled because I have been really inconsistent for what, for the past month, maybe two. Um, granted, like for years, like we've been at this for what, almost three years, I think. Um, but still, we come this far not to start being inconsistent and falling off now. So I'm going to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm obedient to his instruction for us, like when to do it, what to talk about, everything. So that way, whatever his word is that he wants to speak through me, you know, you know, to to us, to his people, then that message will be um, be ready um, because, I mean, life doesn't stop. So his neither does his word. So we must be fed on his word and uh, make sure that uh, we receive it and also begin to to live our lives according to what our purpose is and ultimately what pleases him. All right. So I hope you're blessed by this. Again, go back and read. Uh, go back to Genesis. Uh, I forget what I said uh, before Genesis 29. Um, in fact, you can go back, just Google it and ask, um, where does, you know what, why would I do that? I have, I have the word before me, um, the sacrifice of Isaac, wife from Isaac, Sarah's burial. Give me one second. I'm trying to, um, Cause man, on the cool man, y'all can just start out in like uh, Abraham's story, and just start from there, um, because it, it's that's kind of like really where it all begun, because uh, Isaac came after, because uh, it was I it was Abraham, and then Abraham Abraham had Isaac, and um, yeah, just man, just really just just start uh, just start with the Abraham. Uh, Abraham story and and read through that because God man he he just he just it's just like I said it just started from there man it just it started from there and from there it was just it was just man just it was just awesome um the call of Abraham that's Genesis 12 um Yeah, you can just start at uh, Genesis 12 and just just read from there up to uh, Genesis. I know it. I know it's a whole lot. I know it's a whole lot. 
um, that way you can kind of get a full understanding of like because Isaac was a blessing because uh, Abraham, his father, uh, his mother, Sarah couldn't have kids. So how, you know, that was that was a whole, you know, a whole faith story within itself uh, because we're supposed to uh, uh, walk by faith, not by sight. You know what I mean? And that's being obedient. And from the beginning, Abraham was obedient from when God told him to leave from your parents' place to a land that I'm going to take you or a land I'm going to show you. And and it wasn't until Abraham left, which he left immediately. That's when like the promise of the promise of promises of God started to come to Abraham and and look. We are we are um, we are recipients from those promises, those blessings that God promised um, Abraham. You know what I mean? Like we are the promise. You feel me? So so yeah, just just start from there and uh, and until we meet next week, um, be blessed, stay safe, and know that you were created with a purpose. And it's time for all of us to start walking in our calling while living out our purpose. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Let's let's really get serious about building a relationship with Christ and begin living that life that He created us to have. I love you guys. Stay blessed. Peace.